Buenas and half a day, everybody. Welcome to the Food to Fitness podcast. A little bit different format today. This is Ryan Rupley, one of your hosts. I'm joined here today with Adrian Anulao and Jeff Mesa. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit different uh, topic today, which is going to be primarily centered around the two recent competitions, which was the Kids Potgun Tournament and the Copa de Marianas uh, held on island. So uh, first and foremost, we want to give a big shout out to everybody that was a part of the Potgun Tournament, ranging from the committee to the parents and the kids. The um, Watching the event live was, was just awesome. It was a first, I believe it was the first kids First kids only tournament. First kids only tournament, yeah, uh, which was gi and no gi. Gi right? and no gi. Yeah, I was uh, happy about that. Yeah, I, I read over 280 kid participants. That's that's amazing, man. So a big congrats, big shout out, big congrats to everybody in the committee that put that on for the islands kids. Um, starting earlier and younger in their lives is going to be really beneficial for them in the long term, and so uh, it's good to see some some physical activity coming out from our kids earlier and earlier out in their stages of life. So, with that, I wanted to just kind of touch base with Adrian and Jeff to see you know what their thoughts were about the two tournaments. We'll start off with the Potgun tournament. So, uh, Jeff, Adrian, you guys have anything to say? I was really happy to see that. You know, uh, I didn't get to start jujitsu until I was like in high school. I think it was 15 16 yeah, yeah right i mean yeah. did they have it available what, they, i mean they, was they, it there before there were? were kids but they didn't have a big outlet like that like you know like kids were competing in like uh the marianas open yeah i believe one no but even in training though did yeah. they have jujitsu gyms for uh, so i'm i'm the jujitsu community back then was a little bit small small mm-hmm. right small. but how were, when you started training were there any kids there like when you started at 15 were there any seven-year-olds five-year-olds four years old if they did they were someone's kid and they were just always at the gym yeah like they were one of those like mat brats yeah yeah but were they rolling stuff not necessarily rolling they wanted to come on the mat mess around it wasn't until like maybe later on that it kind of picked up as well as kids go so what a big influence huh because nowadays you can go to pretty much any of the the jiu-jitsu gyms and you'll see a ton of kids yeah I mean, there's way more kids than there are adults now yeah you know, right like at that pat gun tournament i i was genuinely shocked because other tournaments i've seen kids compete before yeah but because there's also a bunch of adults there you didn't see the difference that one because it was only Pure kids on kids. the mat and you know we watched people line up you know like they when they're trying to gather the kids to section them off for mat yeah. one mat two mat three mat four it was that was amazing like especially me being someone who wished I started younger in life, yeah, but I didn't ha- exactly have that outlet at that point in time. Right. So that made me happy. I'm genuinely happy to see that. Yeah, you know, I, I saw you going up there and, and helping out, coaching some of our kids. You know, that was great from the still side. Um, and age, you didn't do any coaching, but you know, you were there in the mix of it, spectating and everything. So how, you know, anything good that you noticed or anything that yeah, you actually did help coach a little bit? Yeah. Oh, you went in and you yes. coached. Yeah. Oh, was, nice. Yeah. I was coaching we had, as well. Because we were so many kids on the uh, we, at the bracket, we were like spread yeah. out. Yeah, and then one of our kids' coaches uh, volunteered to be a ref as well, yes. right? Yes, so he did. Yep. some good participation, right? Thanks, Bell. But uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so uh, my bad. I didn't know that you were were coaching some of the kids. No, no so how, how was that experience? So um. This being the like like what Jeff said, it's um the first kids only tournament, and I'm familiar with how some of these kids um roll because I used, I used to teach them. I used to be an assistant coach. Nice. So um just going in there and just helping out the kids, you know, it's you know it's really gratifying because especially when 
they get their hand raised after you coach them. It's like, yes, it's like your jiu-jitsu that you've been, you know. Passing on. Yep. Um, training and all the coaching, all, all their hard work is just paying off. And it's really gratifying. Um, so as, real quick, real question. Yes. So what if their hand doesn't get raised? What happens? I mean, how do you feel? I mean, yeah, yeah huh? I mean, yeah. yeah. What's that feeling? Like? I mean, it sucks. It's but, losing, but you know, you still you give them a hug or you give them a high yeah. five. You yeah. did great because you know you're you're a kid. There'll be more turns. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, shoot, I've Jeff them. lose a bunch of times, and I'm still, still right here with you, dog. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Hell yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, if, they, <laughs> if, they, if they lose, just be like, hey, man, keep your head up. Yeah. Just, you know, get back to training, train harder. But that's, that's the key thing about why it's important to have these competitions, right? So imagine the kids at a young age are losing, but they're, they know that it's okay. Right, like, hey, it's okay. You know, you're trying your best, and you might not win all of them. Yep. But if you're winning some, you're doing fine. You're progressing. You're improving. Then that's that's a good trade and skill for the, them to learn as a kid versus learning at a at a preteen or a teen level. Right. You're I've just seen, starting I've so seen much some, better. Like adults to handle oh, losing man. very poorly, and also handle it. It teaches kids how to handle winning, which is right. Very good. Mm. You got to learn how to win, and you got to learn how to lose. Yeah. Well, it, both just as important. You know, exactly. You, you can't be a sour sap when you lose. And you can't also be a egotistical like a, yeah, maniac. Like a sore a loser, a sore winner. Yeah, just man. be humble about. Yeah, it. no, that's that's definitely key, right? And so that's why it's you know it's great that we have these tournaments and have more for it. I mean, Jeff, you were just talking about yeah, there's like soccer games and football games and yeah. how many events? Yeah, all these kids that you know, like you play other sports, you have avenues and yeah. you have games all the time like my my brothers i come from a baseball family my that's right brothers have like you know they've grown up watching them they had a baseball game up to now they still yeah. have like a baseball game or a softball game every weekend almost. yeah yeah you know and jujitsu we have a big jujitsu community right but not a lot of like competitions you know uh i think pat gun was the, is the first official like kids only tournament yeah. which I was happy to see i hope they do more yeah yeah i think they're, they're scheduled for another one in april bro that's um, awesome i yeah. hope, like i wish them all i wish they do more i hope they do more yeah because these kids need some kind of avenue well it's the first run so we would naturally assume that it's just going to get better from there yeah, yeah there's gonna yeah. be some speed bumps yeah but you know yeah like you said it's gonna smooth, smooth them out yeah and what hey so what do you guys think about the level so like man it to be honest it just freaks me out so like when i watch when I watch my athletes, right, that are they're doing their jujitsu, right? So like, you know, I don't, you know, for you guys, you guys are more on the MMA side when I watch you and Jay. But like yeah. when I watch, for example, with Marilyn, when I watch Marilyn roll or Chris roll or Bobby roll, it's like the stuff that they do is crazy. It's amazing. They're just sliding all over the fucking person and they're just, you know, just different moves you would never yeah. expect. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing about it. I'm seeing the kids do the same thing, dog. Yeah, I, I and these are like seven-year-old kids. I was saying, kids. I was watching earlier, so I cornered one kid against someone else, right? Mm -hmm. And then I saw the transition he made. That kid set up a Kimura, like Khabib-style Kimura, yeah. immediately. And I was like, how does Nuts. he know that? Right? Right. Like, how are kids allowed to know right? stuff like that? That's what makes you wonder, right? It's like, we're always saying that as kids... That's you're like a sponge, right? You're yeah. just absorbing and soaking up everything. So, I mean, could you imagine that that influence, right? It's like, dude, what? How? Where are they getting that influence? And you know, how? How? I mean, I'm sure the parents, right, and their surroundings, but it's like how their mind is able to absorb that and make moves out of it. I mean, I guess it'd be the same thing as learning, you know, math. It's like, okay, before you got to do the multiplication, you got to do the addition and subtraction first, and learn those things. But it's like, man, that's crazy, huh? There's 
I don't know. I think it's just because jujitsu is a far out thing for me. All right. And there's so many complex moves and there's so many things that you can do. And it's not but about even weight me and being, stuff. Like, you know, being a brown belt. I, I, I watched this kid set up like, yeah. not even just that kid. There was another kid. Like there was a little girl that set up a really good rear naked choke. Yeah. And I was like, how does she like, right. was, it wasn't like, uh, funny looking. It yeah. Was, it right? was like, she slid Did directly. She, to, she mm-hmm. went, she circled around his back and had a choke right away. Yeah. And I went, <laughs> Because you see the other kids that are doing the hopping, right? Yeah, you got the kids that do hop and they're like, the, you know, a little bit awkward with the pressing and that's cool. That's fine. But you see the other ones that are just excelling and taking off and it's yeah. like, holy and cow. Like, like um, one of our kids, uh, Chelsea Stifler, yep. that, that little girl's mean. Yeah, if that yeah. little girl gets your arm, that gets a oh, full yeah. grown adult's arm, she's going to take it home with her. Bro, that girl knows exactly what she wants. She knows yeah. what she's going to do. She, even when she walks in the gym, she looks straight at me and she's just stoic, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, all right, you you go ahead. You don't even have to sign in. Go ahead, just walk yeah. right in, girl. I remember when they were trying to get her to smile at the podium. Word? <laughs> she was like, no. No, huh? No. Because no. she wasn't happy with how she placed. Oh, uh, she yeah, like, she's very competitive. She's like, very competitive. Like, I've seen her, like, like um, go to the boys in the gym yeah. and be like, we're rolling. Like, oh, and these, wow. You know, most of these boys are... The, girl, the ones that are around her age are bigger than her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she like, doesn't care. She's probably the biggest alpha on that kid's class. Yeah. You know, yep. And like, I, I know that professor Ron like made her like the team leader. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Bro, man, it would have been cool for her to meet. Marilyn. Marilyn. Uh, oh yeah. That would be I think cool. because she also plays other sports too. Oh wow. I think so like Just a lot of these around, kids, huh? like some of these kids go from straight from jujitsu tournament straight to a soccer game. That's, that was wow. Caleb. Caleb Brown. Caleb, uh, yeah. Caleb Brown. Right after, right, right after his matches from uh, Pot Gun, the Gi and Nogi, his Gi and Nogi matches, went straight to a soccer that game. Kid, that kid is my spirit animal, though, Caleb Brown. Yeah, yeah. I kind of give him a fight. Yeah, I saw it, because after I saw you coach him one time, he went, he just started going from the double legs, and I was yeah. like, wow, okay, he was really, really pushing through. And, you know, just to segue out real fast, like, we got Caleb Brown who competed. You could tell the athleticism. And then you see his parents, you know, James and Jamie Brown in the gym. And they're also pushing it. That, they're also they're in the gym every day. That's a different topic. I can't wait to, to touch base on that as far as like parents and influence and how all of those things, you know, come in together with nutrition and fitness and how it comes down the line with, with Caleb. I mean, you see, you see Caleb did a competition and a couple weeks later, James did the, the dry try, dry try mm-hmm. yeah. you know, 42 years old, bro. Like, that's what the guy told me. He's like, bro, 40, I think. So. And he got second place in that. Uh, yeah. He got second bro, place in that. Incredible. See, look at that. And that's father and son, bro. Yep. yep. That you know? just goes to show you like the, what is it with kids? They see what they're, they're very, impressionable. very impressionable. Yeah, you know? man. And so, also so you can pick versa. up good. At, yeah, exactly. And you can pick up good and bad habits, right? So, right. you know, even, you know, talking about it, you know, we'll end with, with the podcast side. Just, you know, like I said, hey, great event. Awesome. Huge congrats. I just had one small little issue, you know, that I saw. And just coming from the nutrition side, right, is uh, there was a couple of, of our athletes as well as people from the there other teams. There were probably teams. more. There were probably more. Um, yeah. Of, of some of them that, you know, the, the kids came in a little bit overweight, ranging, you know, one parent came up and told me that their kid was 0.8 pounds you know, overweight and they just, they got turned away. And yeah, I understand. I understand that they were trying to make it serious. They were trying and, to make it like official. Yeah. My, my only thing is that I, I think that they should have done what like Copa did where they had the, the weigh-ins the day before. So that way, if there was something really major, the kids would know, the parents would know. I, you know, and I know that there was a rule book. I know everything was put out there, 
but we still remember the, the main focus of why we were doing this was for the kids. Yeah, they're still kids. So I understand that, you know, we want to have the kids learn and develop these skills and understand these rules and abide by the rules. But at the same point in time, is it at the expense of now the kids getting turned away for being a pound over, has no idea what's going on, blames themselves yeah. and starts crying in the corner. Right. You know, that's, that's the, the thing that I'm, you know, my, my thing is I know that they use smooth comp and it, you know, it's supposed to be good with the live updates and the scheduling, but you know, if the flexibility is not there and, and you know, I don't know, I think that would be a good, I think if they did a weigh in the day before, before so yeah. they can cross things out, that would also help with the scheduling and it would help, you know, ease the tension because, my understanding too is that the parents didn't get any refunds. The kid wasn't allowed to move brackets, and it was just, you know, uh, bare minimum. They should at least be able to like have the option. I, up, up, which yeah. I, I know is a big. It's hard. Pass. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Comp, well, that's you know, why if they registered. did it the day before. So yeah. if they do it the day before, day before then that's fine. Easy. Yeah, but I think you know, man, out of good faith, you know what I think is if the coordinators, if they're having the next tournament in April, they should reach out to all the kids that got DQ'd for weight and say, hey, if you want to compete in this one, it's it's free or we, you know, we already, because you, know, you, you paid, yeah, you registered right. for the last one and you know, you didn't make weight, but we'll pass it on this time. But you know, we'll see, we'll see. I, but overall, man, great, great event. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like, I love to see it because it yeah. also, it showed you how, uh, parents, not just the kids learning from like, you know, their parents, but their parents also helping. Yeah. Yeah. Because the parents too, got to understand. Right. And you know, and, and, but like I said, it just all boils down to the fact of like, how is it going to affect the kids? Some of the kids would take it like, oh, shoot, okay, hey, next time I'm going to come in aggressive. I got this. And, you know, that was, that's what some of the kids' attitudes. But, but there's going to be some of those kids that think, what did I do wrong? Oh, why, you know, am I too fat? You know, you yeah, start, that, that you, start, can, that you can, can build start, a lot yeah. of things, bro, that mentally. That can make a self-esteem issue. Yeah, well, that's self-esteem, self-esteem issue can, there. Can de- The kids can develop a lot of mental issues just from that one, <clears throat> just be turned away because they're too, you know, they, too heavy. Too heavy yeah. Right? So... Uh, that would just be my concern, but now if they were like three pounds over, okay, that might be on their parents. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's just right. Devil's advocate. Yeah, but they're kids, right? So you know, moving on to adults now, we we move on to the Copa, which was the week after, and uh, you know, so Jeff, you know, I I had some of the, you know, we have you have some athletes, I have some athletes, and we help the same amount of people sometimes at the, their weight cuts and stuff, and I didn't have any issues with any of my boys that that competed. All of them made weight pretty fairly easily but you know so what was your experience now because i know that with, with the copo you weren't just an athlete going out you're now also a coach where you had a lot of people looking up to you how was that whole experience for you yeah that was the first time i've ever done that so it like obviously i have the guys that train with us on the mma side that look up to me too but that one i literally i checked on every single guy that told me they had to cut weight and made sure we we like i don't know if i was there from like 8 a.m. that day, yeah, cutting, helping like Steve Pangolin cut weight. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Good job, Steve. Yeah, he made <laughs> no, he made weight and he, he he won his bracket. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know, like some of these guys, like they just. Oh, he won his bracket. He won his bracket. I thought you beat him. No gi. He won his oh. gi bracket though. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Steve. Yeah. Good job, bro. <laughs> I just want you to know, you, I didn't throw you in the bus there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh. You know, like every single one of our guys made weight. Like at the beginning, they asked me, what do I need to do? I was like, okay, let's go um, let's go speak with Ryan at Guam Fitness and Nutrition just to see what's going on. Yeah. Like, well, how much you want to, realistically, what weight class do you want to compete in? And what's realistic for you? Like, I think I think you worked really well with uh, Josh. Yeah, yep. yeah. Josh, because he, I think he lost a total of like maybe 15 pounds, right? It's not only that, that it's just the fact that he was also already 
in he, shape. It's not like he was. He it's lost wasn't 15 pounds, but it was he wasn't weighing two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, he weighed like a, like what one fifty five. Yeah, like yeah. It was yeah. it was a little bit it was a little bit challenging, but you know the nutritional plan is like I said, it's very easy. It's on the athlete, bro. And Josh followed it, dog. Like he sent me pictures, bro. He'd be like. Yo, when you say two cups of spinach, is it this? You know, like he went, he wanted to make sure that all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why he, you know, he he looked phenomenal, bro, and he did great, and very proud of him yeah. as well. Actually, I'm proud of all of our guys that, yeah, because they all like if they needed to diet, they sought out the right help. Yeah, and if they needed to help cut weight, they they came and saw me or they saw JJ or they saw Ryan, who, people who need to cut weight. You know, they right. know how to cut weight. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of uh, wealth of knowledge in our gym, so it like. They sought out the right help, and we helped them. Yeah. How, so how was it as far as how, how did you trigger your brain where it's like, oh, shoot, okay, I'm not coaching. I'm up. You know, like how did, how did that come You know, how does that so work there was like, there was a thought process in my mind at one point because, you know, obviously with Smoocom, there were so many competitors on the Smoo- on, for the Co- at Copa with the Smoocom that mm-hmm. we fell, they, they fell behind a little bit. They yeah. kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. But the entire time, I think there was one point I looked at, I was like, man, I'm tired. Right. Like, I've been coaching all day. I'm tired. I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Right. But I'm also, I'm an avid competitor myself. And 15 minutes prior, I started warming up. JJ gave me a little bit of a pep talk like it always does not it. Like, it, it flipped the switch there. Yep. Like, that's yep. how I know it's okay. I can now yep. go. Yep. It got serious to a yeah. point in time, right? Because like, also yeah. all the guys were there watching you as yeah. well, right? So all the guys that like all the guys that have been like, coaching all day, yeah. they're yeah. Like, like all the guys you say you got to do this move, you got to do yeah. this, you got to do that. They're I got to like, show them, you know. Right? Especially there's a lot of pressure on that because I'm a coach that's competing too. Yeah, I can't. Pre- I got you got to practice what you preach or preach what you practice, right? Yeah. So yep. like we've all been working on the same systems, and I was really happy watching every almost every single person do it. Or at least try to. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. And you know, speaking of timing, because this is the food to fitness podcast, we also want to talk about. So we're talking about, of course, the physical parts of it. Uh, but I wanted to also touch base on how important it is that the organizations be on top of their timing, right? Because especially when it comes to adults at elite levels, uh, the main goal, right, is to come in at the biggest of your bracket. So if you're if the bracket is one fifty one to one sixty five, you want to come in at that one sixty five mark or as close to it, you know, try to be the strongest person in your group, right? For me, naturally, it's what I would think. So it's like, if you're doing that and you're monitoring the diets, like when I do, you know, my athletes out in the States, which they compete frequent, I have to be very mindful of where they're at and learn every single time they're doing a competition because I, I figure out what, and learn what works for them, what works for them, what I can give them, especially on fight day, right? Because especially with a lot of the jiu-jitsu tournaments in the States, you're, they're weighing in. Uh, that's the IBJJF rules, right? Is that yes. you weigh in like, bro, 5, 10, 15 minutes right before your match. You don't right. get the yeah. day before. Stop. Yeah, it's same you day weigh-in. Yeah. So with them, it's like, man, if they wake up right on point, then that's it. Like they can't really eat much. They can't drink much. That's it. They're kind of, it's, it's going to be a rough day for them, right? So the timing of it is very, very important. And that's what I would just tell athletes is that, be cautious about what tournaments you're going to be going to or what you're competing in, whether it's on Guam. If you're, if you're traveling to the States for a competition, kind of know what your body's time clock is. So that way you can kind of know what, when you're most, like if you normally train at 5 PM on Guam and that's when you're, you have the most energy, that's 11, I think 11 PM at, in the States. Right. Yeah, so if, yeah. 
So if your competition is at 10 in the morning in the States, that's normally four in the morning for you on Guam. So you're probably still sleeping. Yeah, so you got to get your body kind of changed up and and you got to start thinking about your nutrition, thinking about your sleep, thinking about your training, right? So those would be my, some of the advice that I would give on the nutritional level is be very mindful of what you're eating and be very mindful of the timing of your competition so you can plan your meals out properly. Yeah. Like I always, like I told the guys, be mindful of what weight class you signed up for. If it's something you know it's like out of the your your realm yeah. that you're gonna reach, don't sign up. It, it's a jujitsu tournament, you know. Yeah. There's gonna, there's big gaps in the weight classes, and I think that's what scares some people. Yeah, is the especially because uh, the weight class our weight classes here on Guam are a little different from like IBJJF. Oh. I think they're. I don't. I, yeah, don't, yeah, you know, yeah. That is right. I remember Marilyn when she was registering Marilyn and Barney. They were they weren't uh, used to certain bracket levels so I think and like stuff. the weight class I competed in was like 161 to 175 mm. and if you think about it that's a big jump in weight if you weigh 160 I happen to like like naturally weigh around the middle like 165 yeah. Uh, 170 but on a bad imagine day, somebody you know? having 15 pounds of muscle on you holy yeah. cow I mean speaking of that when we start talking about the training aspect part of these competitions um, it's curious because I just started I was talking with Bobby and uh, we were talking about different training cycles because we've had him on a high intensity program where he's just kind of getting his cardiovascular up because we were getting him ready for an MMA fight. But now that he's got the world's coming up in December, we're kind of changing up the, the his, plan. his format of his training, of his workouts, where he's doing more <clears throat> heavier movements and a lot more pausing <clears throat> movements and holds and you know low, slower reps. Yeah. So that way he can manage and control his opponent when he's on the mat and stuff. So, um, you know, it's it's really cool interesting for me to learn more and more about different training programs figuring out how different training programs work for different athletes when you should be using them you know how to incorporate them properly especially because you know we're always just told just go in and kind of go gung-ho right there's there's a lot of different formats nowadays we do percentages you know and we try to monitor the client's uh, progress through our scanners right and we try to see do different testings with them and it's just see how their bodies react yeah, how, how yeah. that holds up to this yeah, and yeah. that I, mean, I always think it's just like what everybody says right it's, it's very simple right it's just basic science and math you do a testing you see how it works you see if you progress if it doesn't work you change things up you make alterations to it you know that's why i think it's you know we should be all moving towards a customized set of things customized set of nutritional plans because not everybody should be under a 2500 calorie diet we should be going into customized, you know, programming as far as nutrition, uh, fitness plans based off of whatever sports you're getting into. Yeah. You know, I'm very, very happy to see that competition and kids' trainings are becoming very serious and and um, very open now, right? So having those things, kids starting at a younger age, I think it's just going to get better, and the information that's going to be going out there to our newer generations is going to be uh, really important. We're starting things off better, and I think as a whole community, our island can become better through these competitions. So. Uh, you know, I know that we hit our time, so I I don't I know Adrian normally has rapid fire questions. Do you do you have any rapid fire questions you can ask me and Jeff? Because I don't have any for you guys. Uh, yes, yes, I, I do. do. Well, let me just pull up the oh. <laughs> Just random. All right, yeah. all right. Let's go end this with the rapid fire questions, and then all right. take us out. Here we go. Question, Question number one: one. Who is your favorite cartoon character? Do I go first? You don't even watch cartoons. Okay, well, like when you guys were like kids, though. Did you guys watch cartoons when you were kids? I, uh, I don't know. Was Hey Arnold and Doug were my yeah, 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 Arnold and Doug. Doug. So, uh, great characters. Uh, cartoon characters? Um, that's a tough one. I 
So I'm a big, everyone knows, I'm a big Godzilla fan. Yep, I knew it. So, like, that's my favorite, yeah. Godzilla. Right. Okay, next question. King of Monsters. What do you think the meaning of life is? Oh, that's a good one. The meaning of life. I think the meaning of life is to, is to be present, to leave an impact. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that. I think the, pre- yeah, the meaning of life is to be present and to leave an impact. Right. So, like, leave, like, some, some type of legacy. So, like, you know, when you're gone. I mean, like the, the impact doesn't even have to be impact as far as huge, like, oh, I invented the light bulb. It could just be, like, I c- even if you were brought on this earth and you impacted one person mm-hmm. in a certain positive uh, way, I think oh. you've, you've, you've done... You've Who was that actor that said that? Yeah. If I, if I can make one person happy or one, like, change, yeah. impact one person's life, then I know I lived a good life. Yeah. That sounds like a Johnny Depp type of quote. But Wasn't Johnny Depp? I forgot. I forgot who it was. But same yeah, right. applies. Mm-hmm. If I can impact one person positively or yeah. in any way, good way, then I feel like I've fulfilled life. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair right. enough. Same. Same, 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 same with me too. Um, <laughs> this is rapid fire questions for me and Jeff only. What quote? <laughs> what, what what quote resonates with you? Resonates the most with you? Right now, it's funny. So the the it's because I, I I have phases of life where I there's a certain quote that'll motivate me for a period of time, but it's funny because it's it's on my dad. I was talking to my dad. It's my dad's WhatsApp display picture. It says there's only two rules of life. Rule number one, don't quit. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. That's it. It's and so point. like every time right now, it's just because when there's there's some, a little bit of hard times that you're going through, like. Ooh, you, you remember that, bro? So right. I, I got my dad breathing down my ear right now, and, and that quote right now is—it's been on my in my mind for a while. Perfect. Um, yeah. Mine for me is—it's actually a song, a, a song lyric. Okay. But I think you, you guys most—I posted it multiple times. It's how you gonna win if you're not right from within, and I've felt that deeply in my like yeah. my life. You know, there's times where like you can tell like not just in life, not just competing, but like you can tell the difference when I'm happy or when I'm, when I feel good, mm-hmm. I do well yeah. right. versus like, you feel like I'm like, I'm hiding something or like I'm deep, burying something deep inside. I don't do as well right. in life and fighting and jujitsu and anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, next question. question. What, what is the kindest thing someone has ever done for you? The kindest thing that somebody has ever done for me. I've, That's hard, bro. That's hard. I've had a lot of... Bro, I'm blessed, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm I've blessed, had a lot of... Yeah, yeah, I've had a I lot of... I'm leave it at that, bro, because I'm just... I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I could be... There's so much... Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, like... I don't know. There's, I don't have any of those. I don't have any single one. There's there's two. I have a few... Like, at the same time, I can't, because it's like... There's, there's so... There's, I'm surrounded by so many good people in life that I can't, like... The kindest, thing. kindest thing they've ever done for me. There's a lot of, like... You, JJ, and Chess have done things negative yeah. for me. I can't That's say I, mean. I can't yeah. say one without. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Skip, skip. All right. So, uh, last one. Uh, let's see. What do you think? Or would you fake your own death if it meant protecting your family? Yeah, hundred percent. Thousand percent. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm one of those guys too. That it's like I think you mean you are on the same wavelength. That like I don't really care what happens to me as long as the people I care about are. Yeah. Are taken care of. And right. family is not just blood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're, you know, there's like another it. quote about that, but yeah. yeah. 
All right, but yeah, hundred percent. I would definitely think my death of a man protected my family. All right. Well, that was the final question. And you know, did you guys want to add anything before we close this episode off? No, I have, I have nothing. We'll see you guys on the next one. Please uh, let us know if you guys have any questions, anything that you guys want us to talk about. You know, leave some stuff on Spotify, on the Apple Podcast. You can shoot us a shoot us a message, even on Instagram, wherever you guys know us personally. You know, our we're just here to give you guys our opinions based off our experiences. And we're trying to be as um, you know as factual as we can. Not it's not factual all the time. Yeah. But uh, sometimes it's just that's what we're here for, right? So we're 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 here for those awkward moments, those awkward questions. We're not here to agree. We're here to have meaningful discussions and and just kind of uh, put more information out there from our experiences. There's a lot of different theories. There's a lot of different ways of thinking on certain things. Now, if you tune into Food and Fitness podcast, then hopefully you're surrounded by us too. Right, I'm just Jeff. happy to be here. All right, yeah, this is Jeff's uh, <laughs> debut episode, so yeah. He and is. I'm just happy I didn't like stutter too much. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did a few yeah, times, and I went, mm. No, you did great, Jeff. All right, with that being said, guys, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Shoot. Shoot.